real football starts to get played. Shoulder pads are on. Let's get ready to go with that. The quarterbacks have a really good day throwing the football, and Ole Miss has a transfer running back. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. I do want to say, hey, we are finally getting going to start seeing real football being played at Ole Miss. And I don't mean that as anything disparaging, but the first two acclamation days are shorts and T-shirts. That is what it sounds like. It's glorified seven on seven. It's not much different than what they did in summer um, training, summer practices. Whenever they're out playing seven on seven, this is what is going on. But now that shoulder pads have entered the fray, you're going to see players like Santarian Perkins actually start to flash a little bit. Now, Michael Katz, who was out at practice today, did um, put some notes out online. This is what he had to say. There was some good problem at Ole Miss. Dart and Sanders both made some big-time throws. Now, it is important to know and to notice that in this situation, they didn't say that like Sanders had the better day or something like that. I think this is what he means by it's a good problem to have. Dart had some good throws as well. I am still at the point where Dart is the guy, the quarterback that is winning the day. I'm not doing which quarterback won the day this year because I think Jackson Dart has a little bit of a lead. But it's good to know that Spencer Sanders are make there. He's making big time throws. He is competing. He is going to push Jackson Dart. He is going to do what he needs to do because it's like I told you. I think Spencer Sanders is going to give this the college try. He is going to go out and try and win this job. Whenever he says he's betting on himself, he is not lying to you. The problem is betting on yourself is sometimes you lose when you're bet. And it's not anybody's fault, but I do think Spencer Sanders has a little bit of work to do. But the fact that he is making big-time throws, the fact that he is spinning the ball well in the first day of pads, that is a good sign for our quarterback room. Now, he also says Trey Harris is looking like he's going to make a huge impact. He's big and physical. When you look at him play, the first thing that pops into my head is Dante Moncrief. For whatever reason, he just looks like him. The way he runs, I don't know what it is, but he looks a lot like Dante did when he was at Ole Miss. And his physicality and the just the brute strength that he had that was just in a different way is kind of reminiscent of what Dante Moncrief brought to the um, table at Ole Miss. Trey Harris, he is the alpha dog of that receiving room right now. Aiden Williams is the young rising star, and we're still waiting on Zach Zachary Franklin to emerge. The one thing is, they said Suntarian Perkins does not look like a freshman. The pads are going on. He is going to flash. I've told everybody that whenever he played real football down in Orlando at the Under Armour game, he looked like the best player on the field. Whenever real football gets played, Suntarian stands out. He is somebody that is going to make an impact wherever he goes. Now, Michael Katz um, reported all this. He also said Juice was here for a bit. Only people that aren't caring about practice, whenever this isn't a passion project for them, 
cares about Juice Kiffin being out of practice. If you don't care about what you actually are seeing, if you have no passion of what's going on, then you care about extra stuff like a puppy dog being out of practice. Now, I like Juice. I think he's a cute little dog, and I think he's a pseudo mascot for Ole Miss football. But I don't need a Juice report every practice report. I I just do not. It's just the way it is. Also, I want to let you know that this is Deshaun Gaddy, and this is a tweet from Ole Miss football after practice. It says, applying pressure. I do like the white helmets. They look really good for whatever reason. Man, I like them. But this is – I put this up here for one reason, and that is people need to understand and need to pay attention and pay, need to pay real attention when a football player that has not played at a university gets a single-digit number in this age of modern football. That tells you exactly what the team recruiting the player thinks because at most you can have, what is it, 18 players? Well, if you count zero, 20 players. Those single-digit numbers are requested by everybody, and this was the case back whenever I was in school. If we remember carefully, Shea Hodge had quite the kerfuffle with the staff because they wanted him to keep his 83 or whatever, and he was promised a single-digit number during recruiting. Everybody is working towards that single-digit number. It sounds silly. People might not know what's going on, but it's a real thing. It, It just is. And to see Deshaun Gaddy wearing number nine tells me that this staff thinks he's a dude. To see Centarian Perkins wear number four, staff thinks he's a dude. Aiden Williams, number one, staff thinks he's a dude. So pay attention to those numbers and how they are promoted um, in practice about the football team and things like that going on, because that'll tell you and give you an idea of what the staff and what the school actually thinks of the player. Now, I'm not disparaging anybody that does not wear a single-digit number. There are going to be people that absolutely prefer. I think Caden Priestcorn is like 86. That is a number that he wanted. But all I'm saying is the single-digit numbers are an extremely high demand, and a lot of personalities and a lot of problems that you have to deal with off the field comes from that. Deshaun Gaddy being given number nine after really only being at Ole Miss about a month and a half at this point, at least that I know of. We saw the tweet that he got in after um, May or something like that. Him wearing number nine, that, that'll let you know something. Monty Montgomery, number eight. Those single-digit numbers are probably the people you should at least pay attention to. Now, that doesn't mean another player that is wearing 22 or 25 or something like that is not going to pop as well. I'm not saying that that won't happen. I'm saying that this is the guest. Whenever they're figuring out what's going on, they're not doing this out of necessary, necessarily favorites or whatnot. They're doing this out of somebody that they think deserves it. That is the case there. Now. We're going to do things a little bit different today. I'm going to do both ad reads at the same time. And then we're going to talk about a new transfer that is coming in for the 2023 season. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But right now, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We all know about building a profile for a social media site. Heck, social media sites are popping up like weeds all over the place. So we know how to do it, whether it's Twitter or X or Facebook. We've all had to create a profile. We know how that happens. LinkedIn's the same way. You just go in and create a um, profile. But one little extra thing that you can do is add a hashtag purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and you can spread the word that you're in fact hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right experience, skills, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The show is also brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know how your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit only is available for U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, everybody can look at what I'm wearing right now, and I got a nice swag set up from the Grove Collective. I do want to thank Walker Jones. I do want to thank the Grove Collective for sending that out to me. You will see it appear on different shows at different times. I've got several shirts to choose from that I can help promote the Grove Collective. So I do want to say thank you to Walker Jones and the Grove Collective for making that happen. We'll talk about them pretty consistently through the next week at least um, because, you know, it's, it's a big deal of what they're going in. And part of what they're doing is recruiting athletes. And athletes, it, this job seemingly is not done. Ole Miss got a commitment from a transfer, I know, shocker, named Jam Griffin. I think it's Jamius Griffin, who originally was at Georgia Tech, went to Oregon State. Um, really, honestly, a pretty good football player. But if you look at his stats, five foot nine, 210 pounds out of Rome, Georgia. Last year, he had 86 carries, 488 yards, Four touchdowns, average 5.7. Now, in the system that Jonathan Smith ran at Oregon State, it was a lot of under center stuff. It was essentially football from 15 years ago, the way they played offense. 
you might be able to tell from their Las Vegas boat bowl when they just absolutely boat raced the Florida Gators, but the Gators didn't have half their team playing in that game anyway. But really, really good football play, player. Stylistically, if you look at the way he runs the football, now I'm not comparing him to how he plays on the football field to this guy, but I'm just talking about stylistically how he plays the game. He looks a little bit like Maurice Jones Drew out there. He is sudden, he is quick, he is physical. He is a good little running back as well. Now, he has a red shirt year from the 2021 season. He gets the COVID season back. He has two years of eligibility. So this is in a situation where it's a true rental. Lane Kiffin can actually look at how he can help him out as well. Now, if you look at stats, this is the way it's set up. In 2019, ran for 125 yards for Georgia Tech. 229 as a sophomore, got hurt in 2021, um, and then transferred to Oregon State and became a pretty effective running back. No 100-yard games, but a couple of like 70-yard games. And this is what I figure is going on with Jam Griffin and with the Ole Miss football and all that. Last year, you can directly point to the LSU and Alabama game and say Ole Miss probably did not win those games because Zach Evans was hurt. Before Zach Evans went down against Alabama, Ole Miss was handling them pretty well. Zach Evans got a concussion on the play. He, got, he did that. He fumbled. Alabama ended up winning the game. It's just the way it happened. But if Zach Evans could have made it healthy through that whole game, it would have been a completely different story. Same situation that with the LSU game where Zach Evans did not play the whole game to where it was just Quinshawn. And at that point, you had Jackson Dart trying to maximize the tools he had, but it wasn't exactly the right mix, per se. Michael Trigg was injured. There was not really any tight end play. You had Jordan Watkins just learning how to play slot receiver, the outside receiver. Like Jonathan Mingo has all the talent in the world. I'm a super big Jonathan Mingo fan, but he probably wasn't an alpha. Um, Malik Heath was kind of the same way. And good players, they're both playing in the league right now, but weapons on the outside and pass catchers in Ole Miss's offense, better this year. It's just better. But the one thing that we were talk we've been talking about for several days that's been keeping Lane Kiffin up at night is what happened last year. You had Quinshawn. How do you protect him? How do you keep him from wearing down? If he if he has Zach Evans, that last drive, he's probably still running the ball with a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter in the red zone. Whenever he got gassed and was unable to do that, it became a problem. We'll see exactly what happens there. Now, Ulysses been his back, and he's expected to be, honestly, a plus Jerry and Ely type running back this year. That's just the way that works. Uh, Kedrick Riscano has a chance to be a Henry Parrish type running back. But what happens if Ole Miss loses two backs and everything is on Quinshawn's shoulders? Quinshawn looks like a dude, looks like a man, but it's not a situation that you want to be in. And whenever it's that fresh on your mind, you need to figure out how to do it. You need to figure out how to handle it. You need to figure out how to avoid it. I'm not a person that, you know, every time there's a transfer up, yes, send him over. I'm not a person that never is thinks you're good enough, okay? 
there's people that have been saying for five months, the running back room needed more players, but the running back room needing four players, was it something that they really knew anything about? Or were they just the type of personality that was like, we need more, we need more, we need more. So he ended up coming to Ole Miss. Now, what is Ole Miss getting with Jam Griffin? First of all, you're getting a super physical running back. He's five foot nine, 210 pounds. Not necessarily a bowling ball, but he is a person that is going to be able to get the low center of gravity, cut right and left. He's a sudden runner. His pass casting ability, I think he's got 10 catches over three years or something like that. That's not exactly where I'd hope it'd be, but he can do it. In short yardage, I think he would spell us. I'll put it like this. If he was on the team last year and Zach Evans went down against Alabama, I think Quinchon is still fresh enough in the fourth quarter that Ole Miss wins that game. That's why Jam Griffin is here. That is the role that he will play. He's a good player. He's going to compete for touches. Now, he's not going to compete for Quinchon-level touches, but he is going to be legitimately competing with Ulysses Bentley and Kedra Cascano. That now four-headed monster that has a chance to be pretty good. Now, Oregon State also, under Jonathan Smith, they ran a ton of zone um, runs. They're outside zone, they're inside zone, a ton of it. Ole Miss runs mainly zone plays. So whenever you look at somebody that is running that at Oregon State, that is running that at Ole Miss, it might look different out of formation. It's the same principle, so the transition should should be a little bit easier. Now, another thing that is pretty cool that we need to pay attention to as well is this is from Brad Logan. With the recent addition of Oregon State running back Jam Griffin, Ole Miss now is the third best transfer class in the country. The Portal King is a real thing, and there's nothing you can do about that. Nine four-star players, and these are people that rated in the transfers for four-star level players. These aren't off based off their recruiting highlights. So some of these players were four-stars last year, and now they're three-stars. It's just the way it is. But really good football player, and this shows you the direction that Ole Miss is going in the transfer portal and in recruiting. The portal is the place where Ole Miss can affect the talent of the roster right now. It's just the way it is. There's nothing wrong with that, but the portal is the best way to infuse talent to this roster at the moment. It's going to get a little bit better as this goes on a little bit. But as for right now, this is a portal-dominant team. Nothing wrong with that. Just kind of is what it is. Anyway, I do want to let you know that you can join our Discord server if you if the link is um, expired or something like that, hit me up on DMs. I'm happy to do it. I'll send you the invite link. Um, and this is the open enrollment period that's going to last through August 31st. September 1st, it turns into a private message board. We have a good time there and we talk about Ole Miss sports. We also have a super private message board that people that prove themselves in the message board can be invited to. And we can talk extra Ole Miss football stuff. we got some mods in there. It's a lot of fun. It's essentially like a chat room, but there's a way to thread post. It's a little bit intimidating when you start, 
But once you get in there and get the flow of it, it is it is pretty good indeed. It's the Ole Miss Rebels locked on Ole Miss Discord server. Look forward to seeing you there. I'm always in there at the moment. It, it, it's just it's really good discussion. It's a lot of fun. So I hope everybody has a good rest of the weekend. There's no practice on Sunday. We might do something with players because today after practice, players were made available. Um, I haven't I haven't listened to that at the moment, but we may do something about that and release it sometime tomorrow. And then Monday, you got Lane Kiffin and players, and we are full go in what we know football season to be like on the Locked On Ole Miss channel. So thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC. Gordy does a fantastic job um, covering the conference as a whole. And in this age of realignment and weirdness, it's probably a good avenue to have because Big Ten and SEC, you're safe. Other than that, it's maybe Big 12 and then word. That, that, that's what we are at this point. So check out Locked On SEC. We're all part of the um, Locked On Podcast Network, and we are your team. Ole Miss every day. Real football is being played. We'll see you Monday. Hotty toddy.